When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everybody, I'm so excited to be back from vacation, and I am extremely excited for my guests today. I have Elizabeth Betacolage, also known as Astra Devi. I have been following her on Instagram for quite some time now. She is very gifted. I've had a reading with her, and I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Elizabetta. Well, thank you, Mary, for having me. This is so much fun and exciting. And I love doing live. And I love that you're doing live. <laughs> because it's like yeah. you can't edit or hide anything. And that's what makes it so fun, right? Yeah, you got to be totally authentic. You can't you can't blow, you know, whatever comes out, comes out. Let's just start by saying hi to who we have on right now. Um, Robert, and I want to thank you for the, the super sticker. I always appreciate it. That helps me keep the show going. Um, we also, and we also have, let's see, Kristen is with us now. I'm sure more people add on. And I know that there's people that are watching. So Elizabeth does Vedic astrology. She is a psychic medium and she is very, very, very gifted. Um, and I want her to, I would like you to first share with us, Elizabeth, how you got to what you're doing. Tell us your story. I, well, do you guys got time? Of course you have time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was actually, I was born with these gifts. I didn't realize um, when I was young, I used to be able to like see things or I would know what people are thinking and feeling. To me, that was normal. I didn't know that, you know, it was anything special. I just thought, you know, like I have this, you know, small little gift and it's just normal. And um, 
as I got older, when I started reaching my teenage years, my gifts started to uh, develop. I was able to read coffee cups. I'm my nationality is Albanian. And so, you know, people from the Balkans, we all read coffee grinds, you know, we drink Turkish coffee, flip them over, you know, and, and see what all the pictures are. And so naturally uh, my community tends to be uh, miss, you know, mystical. And, you know, we always talk about dreams, what we see in coffee. I mean, these are the things that I grew up in. And of course, you know, I grew up in a very Catholic household. And so, you know, me as a young child, I didn't really understand. I just thought I had like this little gift and I didn't even think of it as a gift, to be quite honest with you. And so, as I was saying, when I became a teenager and I was reading coffee cups, things were actually happening. And sometimes I used to get scared and I said to myself, oh, am I making this happen or is it, you know, something else? And so it wasn't until I started having more profound dreams and, you know, you know, it was all, it was a step-by-step process. And then I started realizing that I could communicate with, you know, other beings and ghosts, you know, in my later teens. And then in my twenties, it just started to take a really big turn. And I started to become more merged with my gift, although I wasn't practicing it uh, publicly, but it was more private with like family and friends. And then, um, I was like, it was interesting because now it's coming to mind when I was about 16 years old, you know, I remember I bought my first tarot deck, although I didn't use it. I got very nervous about it because it was that old fashioned rider deck, which I don't know people using, use something a little bit softer. The the pictures were too dramatic for me. (laughs) And so I was like, you know what, God, I'm like, if you want me to learn these things, I was like, help me to understand it from a scientific point of view and a spiritual point of view and help me to really merge this so I could like comprehend these things, not just logically, but also, you know, uh, spiritually and from a metaphysical point of view. And I had no idea that God at that time was answering my prayers. I was just, you know, going along and living life and just following, you know, what intuition I thought that I had at the time. And then, you know, things just started to progress and, you know, I started developing more abilities and it just started getting stronger and I started seeing things and making more predictions. And, but of course I was kind of like in a controlled arena, so to speak, because that wasn't really acceptable in my family. <laughs> Although we read right. coffee cups, you know, it was like that yeah. as far as it go, anything beyond that, it was like borderline be careful because you know in our culture they would consider you a gypsy or a witch <laughs> right right you know, right so- and i grew up catholic the same way as you and you know i blocked my gifts at a young age because you know nobody talked about that gypsy was what came to mind and then you you try to fit it in between you know you pray to god and then you realize well god gave me these gifts you know i'm supposed to be using them yes sure yeah god gives us all gifts you know whether Mm -hmm. it's a gift to heal you know through nutrition or it's a gift to be able to be a seer you know or if it's a gift to counsel people like a lawyer or to educate i mean we all have gifts right but right unfortunately we live in a world where you know everything has to fit inside of a box and the problem is you can't put god in a box (laughs) right put divine creator in a box it just doesn't work that way there's just too many facets too many things happening um so as i got older of course i went to college and i never thought that i was going to ever do this for a profession originally i wanted to go to law school i wanted to practice law but my guides were like don't go straight for law school. Let's be a paralegal first. And I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe we'll just start with that. And I went to 
I went to Berkeley College in New Jersey and I got my paralegal degree and I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is good. Um, and, but what I did learn interestingly was research and reading and writing. And so that was one of my, you know, one of my strengths. And then I said, okay, I did that. Then I decided to go back to school and I wanted to do, um, corporate communications. Cause I realized working for lawyers is not fun. They're boring and, um, they have long hours and many of them don't have large families, maybe one or two kids. And I was like, I want to have more kids. I'm not going to, I don't want to limit myself. You know, I'm thinking my life for the future. And so I went to go to get my corporate communications degree at Mercy College in New York. And I didn't end up using it at the time when I was, at the time when I was going to get my degree, it's funny while I was in college for that, I wanted to go get my real estate license to do something. And I'm going to share this story specifically for a purpose and you'll understand why. Before I was uh, finishing to get my bachelor's degree, I went to go get my real estate license. I went to school and then I had to take the test. My brother, who was not as sharp as me in school, passed me, who I did so much better than him in school. I failed and I went three times total and I failed three times. And there, Me too. Right? <laughs> Crazy. And so at the time, I didn't get it. Although my ego was completely busted, I'm not going to lie. I, my feelings were hurt. I felt like complete incompetent woman. <laughs> but then I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep forging forward. And so I went to go uh, finish school. And I ended up getting I ended up getting uh, pregnant with my first child. And I said, Oh, shit, I have nobody to watch my kid, I'm not going to be able to, you know, do the work. So whatever, I have my degrees. And I'm like, go, you know, I have my education. And I'm like, Okay, I have my child. And I'm like, I can't do this for work, because I wanted to be a PR specialist. And if anybody knows anything about PR, you really don't sleep. You don't have time for family. You don't have time for any of those things. I said, this is not going to work either. So what do you know? What do I do? So I said, okay, I'm just going to go to sex school because you know I like to do and look pretty and do makeup and stuff like that. And I went into aesthetic school, and it's funny because I, in the middle of aesthetic school, I ended up getting pregnant with my second child. And the test date, which was in New York City, and it's like first come, first serve, you're waiting outside, right? I already had a C-section. I was due to have another C-section. And the due date uh, was the same day as a test date. And I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to stand in the middle of New York City, pregnant up to my neck, waiting online to take a test. I was like, this is never going to happen. I passed aesthetic school, never got my aesthetics license. And um, at that point, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, what, what am I going to do with myself? And then I was married at the time. I got divorced from my first husband. I'm married again. And after that, when I got separated and divorced, I said, I need to do something for work. What am I going to do? And my guides were saying, do what you know. And I'm like, what do you mean do what I know? And they're like telling me, they're showing me do the medium work, do the psychic medium work. And I'm like, oh, I was struggling. I was like, how am I going to do this? One of my family is going to think I'm bizarre, you know, right. like this is unacceptable in my community. They're probably going to shun me. Like I'm thinking all these things in my head. And then they were like, don't worry about it. Just go. Like I saw they were showing me support and they were pushing me. Now, interestingly, before that even happened, uh, in the year, was it, I think it was the year 2009, I was going to get ordained. And interestingly, this is what really changed my life. I went to go get ordained underneath um, 
oh God, why am I forgetting his name right now? Dan Chesbro. He's mm -hmm. with Sanctuary of the Beloved. So I went to go get ordained. And mm -hmm. as he was ordaining me, which is just a simple thing, you're sitting down, he says some prayers, you know, and I'm the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. At that moment, and I don't share this with really anybody, but now it's going to be, now everybody's going to know. <laughs> what I'm about. I actually had Jesus Christ come to me and he said to me specifically, he said, you are walking with me now. And I felt him holding my hand and I felt this wild amount of abundance of love that literally I was crying for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> like I, and I'm not a crier. If anybody knows me, I'm not a crier. I'm not someone who cries very easily. I, I come from an Albanian household. We don't cry that easy. <laughs> and I was like, I was completely like in tears and stuff. Why? Because for the first time in my life, I felt love. Like I've never felt in my life ever, ever, ever before. And Mary, you have children. You know, when you had your children, the amount of the love and the joy that you feel at that moment, imagine that a thousand times. Like I, right. I never thought that I would ever feel something like that more than when I gave birth to my children. It was that more, that's much more intense. So I right. knew that my journey was going to have a spiritual inclination to it, but I thought it was going to be more in the background. And so, and when I, uh, so in 2010, um, my current husband was like, why don't we, you know, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, he goes, look, he goes, we could start working on it. So the following year, the, he was basically giving me a lot of, you know, uh, training to make me feel confident in my skills. Like he would bust my chops, ask me questions all the time and like drill me. And so in 2011, that's when I said, okay, I'm really going to go professional with this and, uh, you know, start doing it professionally. And I did. And I started working as a psychic medium and tower reader, spiritual advisor. And then a few years down the road after that, I started doing Vedic astrology. But people come to me. They love me. They trust me. They see, you know, that I am definitely gifted and I have skills. And, um, you know, I've had my own share of things in life, losing family, you know, losing friends getting divorced. So I used to always kind of like felt a little bit, and excuse my language, I, I tend to say foul words. Sometimes I feel like I would shit on myself because I'm like, my life is not perfect. Why, what am I supposed to do? You know, but I realized that these were all amazing lessons and everything right. was preparing me to do this work. So when you guys right. listening to me, when you think the door closes on, you know, it's just another one is, is opening up for you. That's it. They close one door. So you go down the other hallway or road and it's, you're very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, I didn't go to aesthetic school. I went to cosmetology school. They did all the, <laughs> like all the similarities with that path. And you come to the realization that um, we go through those things because it, it gives us the ability to help people better because we actually have been through the pain, the hardships, all the hard lessons. And, you know, with me and I, and the same thing, I don't really discuss what I do with my family. My son's always like, well, I just know that you help a lot of people, mom. And when I left Florida and moved to South Carolina, I revamped my website then. And I, and I jokingly said, I came out of the psychic closet, you know, and yeah. I followed my spiritual gifts. And I, I understood that I was doing what my sole purpose is. This is what I was put on this earth to do. And when it all kind of comes together it, it's a beautiful thing and your experience with jesus i've had similar ones um and i know because it, you, it's it, it it is something beyond the, yeah that 
you can't even, ex there's not words in the English language to explain yeah. what that feels like when you have that level. So, um, so when, when did you get into the Vedic astrology? So over the years, I was like following Western astrology and the, you know, they have the wheel. And I was like, I really wasn't understanding how to look at the chart. And prior to doing Vedic astrology, I was studying numerology. So it's like, if you understand numerology, understand the relationship between the numbers and the planets, it's much easier to learn Vedic astrology, which is sidereal astrology, as opposed to Western. It's just a difference in degrees and a difference in understanding like the history and the, you know, um, mythology behind astrology. And so when I started learning Vedic astrology, I started officially getting taught in 2018, I think it was, or 2019. Um, I was learning under Joni Pertree and I went to go take her classes really so that I could understand how to professionally read the chart. Like, what is it that you look at first? Because before then mm -hmm. I was just self-taught. I mean, most of my skills and knowledge is self-taught. And I've learned from, you know, Joni Petrie. I've also learned from Barry Rosen and Kapil Raj, which they're all terrific Vedic astrologers, amazing mentors, teachers, gurus. Um, and I, the only reason I started learning it was because, you know, God's like, okay, it's time to learn astrology. And I'm like, I'm going to learn that. I'm like, seriously. And then I remember before I uh, was introduced to Joni Petrie, I was saying a prayer. I said, I was, and I'm going to tell you flat out what I said. I said, I said, God, I said, you want me to learn astrology? Okay, fine. If you're going to teach me, help me to learn it accurately the way the ancients knew it, you know, the, the, so that I can make absolutely great predictions and see into people's lives as the, as it really is. And then two weeks later, it's funny, I was on a YouTube video and I was looking for something for my daughter to learn from, you know, and all of a sudden I see Joni Petrie and she's showing the South Indian Vedic astrology chart. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I went and I did some research. And within that month, I was able to understand the Vedic astrology chart. And I made predictions right away. And I said, oh, my God, I was like, this is it. So I started having what some would, would call, you know, kind of like a little bit of a recall. It just started to become very easy for me to learn astrology. And, and I love it. It's beautiful. It helped me to understand myself, my path, and really respect myself more, to be quite honest with you, because I didn't understand why I had these gifts. And I realized, you know what, I'm born with these gifts, like someone's born a pianist, like someone's born an artist, like someone's born a doctor, like someone's born a lawyer. This is how I'm born. And, you know, I, I came to really appreciate myself. And, you know, getting back to Jesus, when I had that moment with Jesus, which was a profound moment for me in my life, I love it. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience because without that, I, I would have felt like, am I doing something wrong? Because this is really not an accepted profession, you know, in, in the Catholic right. religion, you know what I mean? And, and there's a lot of people, you know, that are Catholics that are in my community and they know what I do for work and they get freaked out and scared and they have this idea right. that it's so evil but um, I mean, look, if we really, really, really go back into history, you know, popes and priests were practicing astrology. It just started to change in the 1500s. So, you know. Right. I'm and like, it's just like the time. gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a Catholic priest one time. We were having a conversation. And I, and I said to him, I go, well, everywhere in the Bible, there's, you know, there's visions and messages received. 
And, and I said, so why do you not understand this? And he said, oh, there's, those are special people. And I said, so you're saying I'm not special? We're all, we're all special people. So it was, you know, you just can't, they're, they're so. I mean, kind of look, the truth is the, you know, the truth is the three wise men used astrology to find Jesus. You know, right. Easter, Easter is determined via astrology. You know, they don't want to admit it, but they're using, you know, they're using astrology. And what is astrology? It's a study of the planets, the lights, the stars. And that's how they're coming up with these dates. So, I mean, you know, it's there. It's just they're not admitting it, but they have all the books in their library underneath the Vatican. All the information is right. there, you know, and it's eventually going to come out. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. But um I think it's, I think it's just really, it's just really interesting, uh, times. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and you're right that they, they, they hide all that. They know about it because God forbid people like you and I, or anybody else that's listening to the show, learn how to do this. Then they're yeah. not going to be the ones that are high and above everybody else. Yeah. You know, they want to well, keep us repressed. Yeah. Well, because it's, yeah, easy, and it I mean, is. it's easier to control society and to keep people in line, you know, but I honestly yeah. think that when people know who they are, there's a sense of liberation and you don't feel the pressure like, okay, you know, you're, you understand automatically you are divine light, you're a divine being, you're con connected to God. There's nothing separating you. There's nothing between you and divine creator. There's no one that could ever, you know, so when you come to understand and learn this, living your path and living your purpose and living your life, it's like, it's so much easier. You don't feel like, oh my God, do I have to do this for that person? You become accepting of yourself. And believe me, when I tell you, there's a, there's a much more bigger interest to learn to be a better person. Cause I did have a conversation right. with someone not too long ago. And I said to, I said to them, it really doesn't matter what religion you call you, you're born into. What really matters is the foundation. You have to have a good foundation as a person. If you have a good foundation as a person, that's really all that matters. You know, everything else is just secondary in my opinion right right like my my son and daughter-in-law um have my grandkids in catholic school not that they follow the catholic faith mm -hmm. but that school is giving them a foundation you know yeah, starting the day with the lord's prayer and pledge allegiance and they you know they have an understanding about the creator and they talk a lot to me as a matter of fact my granddaughter turned eight my grandson turned six and my grandson got a tongue drum and my daughter-in-law got a singing bowl from me so i'm starting them early they're already with the crystals so too i love it so cute so cute god bless them yeah 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 so it you know it's really you have to have that spiritual foundation and as a sure. as a minister and a spiritual counselor that's my goal to get people to be connected to their soul, knowing that that yeah. connection to, to the creator and grounding in that faith. Just watch the stuff that goes on and not be a part of it. You know, that's really it yep. because we are, um, we are, we're not separate, you know, we're all connected. Yeah. That's a question I always get too. Like when I, when I do uh, consultations, a lot of my clients ask, well, how can I be closer to God? I'm like, you just have to accept him in your life. Start the relationship, start having a dialogue. You know, you, there's nothing, nobody's ever separated. Right. It's just in your head that you're separated, right? Understand that you are right. one, that you are part of God, that God created you essentially, your soul, you know, and that's why you are here. So just have an open conversation, have a dialogue. You know, I call him the big G-O-D. 
you know, he's the big big guy, you know, just say, Hey, God, divine creator, you know, this is my issue. How can I solve my problem? Give me the solution. Show me the way, show me how I could, you know, make more money. Show me how I could improve my relationships. Show me, you know, how to be on a path of, you know, to be a good, better person. Show me how to be healthier. Show, I always say, show me, show me, show me, tell me, show me. Bring the people you have to say it in a way where you're like commanding, you know what I mean? So that's, uh, that's, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Robert just, he just commented, Mm -hmm. I believe you are not born into a religion. You grow into one. And that's, that's the spirituality. And I, and I saw a couple other people join. I know Ruth's here. Hi, Ruth. Ruth has a show tonight. Um, Transformational spiritual transformation. I think I'm sorry, Ruth. I don't remember the name of it. Um, Yeah. She's, she's another Goldilocks member and my buddy Lou is on here. Welcome Lou. Thank Thank you you for joining us. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it really is a, 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 the spiritual connection and we are all connected, even though we're connected to the creator, we're all connected and it's, you know, we have that free will and that the ability to make choices. And this is something else I talked to my grandkids about that. It's like, you got the devil and the angel. It's right. where you put your attention and where you go- grow with that. And you have that choice, but the consequences are choice. We have so, you know, you want to get those choices right and stay in that divine path. And you ask in prayer, you know, you know, show me what is it that you want me to do? Give me that direction. You know, and a lot of times, like even when I started this show, I was like, well, am I supposed to be doing this? But everything just kind of fell in my lap. So I'm like, OK, you know, if it's supposed to be, it'll work out and things will start to flow. And, and sure enough, you know, no, no doors have closed at this point. So I'm right on track where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, so, I think a lot um, of people. So I know that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they're looking for direction, let's say, for instance, for career and business, you know, and they want to know how long am I going to be doing this for or who should I be doing this, you know, with. I always say, don't think of it from a timeline perspective, you know, think of it as, you know what, I'm going to go and do this for as long as I'm feeling that I should be doing this until something changes, until I feel guided to do otherwise. Otherwise, just live in the present, you know, be very present and, of course, make plans we have to be present and not, you know, worry so much. Is it going to turn out to be the best? Is it going to be amazing? Yes. It will. Everything at some point has a turning point and things do improve, but just focus on the present and just try and do the best that you can. Right. And I think some of that comes from that, that false program belief of society, you know, like, Oh, you go to college and get a career and you stay there for until you get your gold watch and retire, you know, and that's, not the case we get moved through different levels in life if we stay in our spirituality and allow that to happen you know you 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 go up and down in different careers but each each thing is a lesson like all the schooling and all you know the other careers that you have you you take parts of that with you along the way and you need to go through just those steps that you take to get to the highest it's so true because Um, ruth's show Ruth's show, I was the just transformational say, Ruth's soul. show is transformational soul. Yeah. yeah. PM Eastern standard time, everybody. Yeah, she's on. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
Awesome. Got to support you know, the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because when I, um, when I was in college, I mean, listen, my parents spent thousands of dollars on me to go to school and get educated. I, it was, it wasn't like little money. They spent a lot of money on me. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, at one point I like, I felt bad that I wasn't following that in my mind at the moment. I said, Oh my God, they spent all this money on me. But then I came to realize when I started doing this work, paralegalism taught me so much from the background, how to do the research, how to write, you know, when I do astrology, I need to research stuff. There's so much research involved, you know, going back into time, following, you know, finding things, you know, trying to make predictions. And then with the corporate communications uh, studies that I was in, I, 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 at the time I was like, you know, how is this going to apply to me? But I realized, Hey, I'm on, I'm on social media. I have a public name and face. And so it's definitely taught me how to be able to interact, you know, with people that I can't see, but you guys could see me. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah, that's a little bit, uh, that takes to get used to, you know, that that you're, you're like talking to nothing, you know, because you can't yeah. see them and you're wondering, you know, am I really getting the, you know, information out there that needs to be out there? Are they getting it? Are they still with me? Uh, Kim Kim Smith just joined us. Hi, Kim. Welcome. Hi, Kim. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, it's it it is a um, always a learning curve in a way. You know, just even getting out there. I was never much of a public speaker, and now I, I you know I do lectures at events and now doing the show. If you asked me ten years ago, I'd be doing this. I'd be like, heck no. Yeah. You know, there's no way. But I had I, to do I, what I, I've been guided, guided to do. You got to answer your call. Yeah, you have to answer your call. It, everyone has a calling. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a purpose. You know, some, and I'm saying this specifically because there's people, young, young people, teenagers and people that are in their young 20s, you know, young adults. And they sometimes they get into a bad place because they are programmed and they don't understand, you know, what direction they're supposed to go, what their purpose is. And they start to become very negative and self-destructive. So I'm purposely saying this because there is a road, there is a direction, there is a purpose, there is a timing. So don't ever think that there's no value to you. There's so much value in you. Everyone needs everyone. Right. And, you know, sometimes you, people, even myself, you receive a calling to do something and then it's then then that that um self-worth or self-esteem negative comes in and saying oh, why me i can't do this you know i you know i don't know how to do this but you you have to trust and that's part of the the guidance in in spirituality you trust in knowing that the creator has your back he's not gonna lead you down right. a path and just let you dangle you really get that direction so before we go into the next, um, my next question for you, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I would like to hear a little bit more about the Vedic astrology and what's going on with the world today. Cause I know sure. you have the, you have the in Lots on that, my dear. Lots of stuff. Yeah. So we'll just, yeah, we'll just do the quick commercial. It won't take long. Okay.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Up fast. <laughs> yep, that was quick. So let's hear about some of this stuff. Yeah, some of this stuff that's going on with um, the world and our country, um, which is yeah. very um, unsettling for a lot of people. But yet, this is evolution, and there's a reason that all of this is occurring. And you know, that's with everything in life, with our personal lives, but also with collectively. So. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Yes. Well, just as an FYI, if anyone has any questions, you could definitely ask them in the comments. Um, I'm not shy to answer any questions and I'm here to help and give people clarity and understand, you know, why we're here and, you know, what's what's about to come. So the biggest thing that I want to talk about uh, and I want to reflect on the United States specifically, we had a really ama amazing and powerful solar total solar eclipse that happened in August of 2017 in the United States. And it went like, uh, it went like an X across the country this year in October, we have another, uh, total solar eclipse and it's going off through Texas. Then we're going to have next year in April of 2024, I believe it's April 8th, 2024. We have another total solar eclipse and then it's creating like this X, you know, if you could see, it's like this X over the United States, X marks the spot, right? So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. well, when, there's a total of sol when there's a total solar eclipse path that's taking place, that means there's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of changes that are happening to that country, and especially around the areas of that country. Now, because it's kind of like an X marks the spot, that does create divide. And if you really think about it, the nation has not have not been any more divided than it's been now since 2017. And in 2017 is when Donald Trump, you know, came uh, came into the picture and um, was uh, was elected, and you know all this, you know very clearly different things happen in the United States that hasn't ever happened before. And so now we have another right. president. But when this president got elected, when the elections were happening, there was this major conjunction in the sky between Saturn and Jupiter. And whenever that happens, the, the current president or the immediate following president, they're either there's an assassinate assassination attempt, they die in office or um, they just clearly do not finish the term. So an example of that was when JFK passed away during his term, there was a uh, Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. 
when um, Ronald Reagan during, I think, I don't know if it was his first or second term, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction happened. There was an assassination attempt on his life. Same thing happened to Bush Jr. And now we have President Biden who, um, who clearly has some health issues. <laughs> you know, clearly there's something going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into it too much because I'm afraid I might say something that might get you in trouble with like YouTube or something. <laughs> so I'm not going to go yeah, into it. Yeah. You know, but listen, things are happening in a very big and shady way here in the United States. And the biggest thing to, and biggest factor to take away from this is the United States is also enduring what's called their Sati Sati cycle. And that's when Saturn conjuncts the moon. That's when Saturn transits the 12th house from the moon, same house as the moon, second house from the moon. It's a seven and a half year transit. And when this happens, um, you know, there's major changes that happen. And so this transit takes, transit takes place every 30 years, right? And so now it's in the second phase of the, for the United States natal chart. And this is the most intense phase. On top of that, the U.S. is going through what's called a Rahu Mahadasha cycle. And Rahu sits in the eighth house, in the eighth house of the United States natal chart. And Rahu is a planet of illusions, scandals, you know, and does things that are very, you know, technology related, but also does things that we've never seen or done before. So with all these things that are taking place, I mean, there's a lot of wild stuff going on. Another thing that I want people to really understand is if you are someone who loves history as much as I do, and you've studied the fall of great nations, you know, there's something that's always in common. There is, um, there is migration, right? There is cult culture changes happening. There is, uh, there is taking away the arms and the guns. There is um, sickness, disease, health issues. And then there's the sexuality situation that's happening like we're experiencing here in the United States, you know, trying to shove it down children's throats and trying to take, you know, power away from parents in terms of, you know, children's education and stuff. So when these things right. happen, when all these things come into place, that is a big sign the nation is about to fall apart. And it's happened every single time that there's an extraordinary nation that's been built. It always falls apart when all those factors take place. So the United States right now is going through a really big tro troublesome stage, and it's going to continue until about 2028. Okay. What they're trying to do is they're trying to change the currency because you control people through money, right? Right. People right. are at mercy. Why? Because money does what for us? Money gives us freedom. Money gives us the ability to pay for our water bill, to put a house over our head, to be able to get a car, to be able to, you know, travel and enjoy our lives. So when you control the money, you control people's lives. And what happens when people don't have control of their life? They go nuts or they submit and they do whatever it is that their master wants them to do. The other thing that I want to pay, I want to note to everyone is that People are under illusion that the president has so much power. That's a lie. There's people behind presidencies. Those are the ones yeah. that have power. There's people that are in this world that are running the show. And you don't know who their names are. You don't know what they look like. But they know everything about every one of us. They know everything. And they pretty much own almost everything. And these are the people that are all the way at the top. Now, what is going on? They have been for the past several decades, maybe I would even say a couple of centuries, had, there's this energy, there's this consciousness that has been um, developed that is created in order to control humanity, 
humans are so special right. and so for so many reasons. We have the ability to create whatever it is. Nothing, there's nothing's impossible. Hear, hear my words again. Nothing is impossible. We create our reality. And so these people have been controlling or these entities have been controlling our reality. And so what are we fighting for right now? We're fighting for the human race. We're fighting to create another reality. We're fighting for, you know, and what some people would call Christ consciousness, the freedom consciousness, right, that we all have. Right. I mean, all divinely given this ability, but they've been sabotaging our ability through food, through music, through TV, through radio, you know, through subliminal messages. Right. When you turn all that off and you start to connect with your God consciousness, right? You start to become so insane that they can't control you. So what is it they're fighting right now for our consciousness? And think about it. They just came up with chips to, you know, control our minds, to help control our memories, to help all these things, right? right. This is like all amazing incentives but really it's because they need us because we're so powerful so right now humans are breaking through this consciousness and they're fighting to keep it so if you notice they're like pulling all these strings doing everything that they can to control us to stop us to change us but a lot but more and more i i meet people every day every yeah. day more yeah more every day, people are like no i'm not buying into it i know what's going yeah. on i right through that you know and they're starting to have more of a um more of a conscious starting to understand right you know from wrong they're trying to want to change their life you know our thoughts are so powerful and so right you know to to get back to what's happening here in the united states it's transforming it's completely transforming and the way we know the u.s today is not going to be the same u.s in a few years you know things are really going to change and be different yeah. and one of my concerns are that you know we are going to have us broken up into different countries and they also want that because what happens what happens when an empire comes down the other people seek an opportunity and they want to use it to control the land the people and stuff and so you know we're trying to keep something alive but um i i don't i don't yeah. see the u.s thing as it is because there's really you can't you can't undo what's happened. You don't have a choice but to start all over again. But this is what they know. We hear the term all the time, the great reset. Yes, there is going to be yeah. a great reset. The, the new normal. That's a brainwashing. The normal. They're brainwashing you by saying that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, do I think yeah. that uh, things are going to turn around for the greater of humanity? Absolutely, I do. It's just right now they're pulling every string, every control tactic. They're pulling out all these diseases. They're coming out with all these, you know, medical interventions, you know, for the sake of saving your life, you know, but it's, 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 yeah. it's not, it's not really helping. Yeah, you. I say stay away from the doctors because, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like. Oh yeah, I got to go for my checkup. I got to go for my, well. Why is there something wrong with you? Or are you what? Let because yeah. they're going to find something wrong, and then they're going to start putting you on a pharmaceutical drug, and then that whole treadmill, or you know, you're just going to be stuck on that of what they want. And when you said about how far back it started, I I think it started about um, the World War II when they started yeah. with you know the food preservatives and things like that. When it, things started to shift then, and it has been the great plan of taking over, you know, all these vaccines and you, the um, peanut allergies. There's one of the vaccines. Yeah, that's not they actually, normal. 
peanut allergies. No, and they developed that vaccine. I forget if it's the mom's um, rubella one, but one of them they actually developed in a petri dish on a nut. So that's, I think, when all the food allergies started with the peanut allergies. I don't really remember that um, as a child. I mean, you might have, you know, one person in the whole school that might have had an allergy like that, but it was not like it is today. I'm first generation in the USA. And so my, my family members, my aunts, like this stuff was not normal. Nobody got, nobody got sick really. You know, people tend to have lived long lives. Nobody had allergies. Like these are stuff that really didn't happen. It wasn't until so many Mm -hmm. of my family members started moving to the U S that all of a sudden we have allergies, asthma, you know, flu and all these other um, health issues, you know? So, I mean that, you know, that alone, I mean, use your common sense, you know, but they want to make people stupid and think that your common sense is uh, not, you know, is, is not helping you. No, your common sense is helping you. And you have to trust, you have to trust that God's there. And, you know, if you don't trust anybody else, you could trust God and say, Hey, help me out. What is the truth here? Give me the guidance that I need. Right. Right. And I always say that about, you know, our creator created these wonderful bodies that, are able to take care of themselves if we take care of them the right way. And all of the medicine we need is nature. You know, nature it's not in the lab and the pharmacy. And we, we just kind of fell into this. Well, our immune system, I mean, yeah, get hand, get dirty, get your hands in the mud, you know, eat a mud pie. That's going to build your immune system. Drink out of the garden hose. <laughs> but now even like the water, when they started adding the fluoride and stuff, you can't do that. Cause it's just, no, everything is so corrupt. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And you know, I used to do nutrition um, primarily and that I, I just said not too long ago on the show that I don't even know how to guide people to eat clean anymore because it's like grow your own. But if you grow your own, you got to get heirloom seeds because that yeah, nice need the vaccine clean, need guy the who's clean. not even, yeah, yeah, he's got all the stuff that's in that that in in the seeds now. So you really yeah. have to, you know, I'd love to see um, go back to when you know we you grew corn and your the guy down the road grew potatoes and he's like you give corn for the potatoes. Yeah, because <laughs> that's really you know, more valuable want, than than to, money. You know what I want to mention? Speaking about you know healing, there's this woman. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Miss Marissa Peer. And so she's like a hypnotherapist and she, you know, she's, she's, she's very well known in UK and Europe. And she was diagnosed with cancer twice and she cured herself from cancer through, through meditation, but also through like positive affirmation. And what does that demonstrate to someone like you and myself, to anyone watching that we have the power to heal our bodies, to command our bodies as we wish, as we wish. And Absolutely. so think about it. You know, again, it goes back to your mind, your, your reality starts up here. You know, your world yes. is really what, you know, it becomes what you think up here. Start changing the way you think. Yeah. That's it too. And, and people will just say, oh yeah, well, it's genetic. I got this. Well, no, you don't. Because really no. what's affected is the epigenetics, which is inve- affected by environment and thought. So For if sure. you watch your environment and you clean up your thought, then you don't have it. But if you're affirming, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I got it because it's, it's in my genes. Well, yeah, you just affirmed you got it. So guess what? You got it. You have it. You're sure. taking hold of it. Yeah. So it's really being mindful 
of your words and your thoughts. Yeah, words and, are really powerful. staying in the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very powerful. And, you know, everybody's so quick to judge and, and, and hate is so heavy, but there's so much love in the world. And oh, I, I find it more and more, and the more love. you do this work, right? It's such, such a beautiful thing. I tell people, don't say? worry about, I said, I said, and everybody wants love. You know, I, I tell people all the time, don't worry about, you know, a lot of people when I do uh, relationship uh, counseling and manifestation, the most important thing in order to attract love or to create a more loving environment is just to start loving yourself. When you start loving yourself, you attract people that That's love it. you. Be the love. You. Be the love. Stop waiting for somebody else right. to do it. It's, it's, you know, like I, I tell my followers, we want, you know, we want the presidency to be different. We want our government to be different. No, you be different. You think different. You respond different. Then people have no That's choice it. to respond to you. And so think about it. Us as a collective, if we all start doing the same thing, they're going to have no choice but to submit to our terms and what it is that we want as a collective for our nation and for the world, you know? That's correct. Because we really don't have control over things outside of ourselves. All we have control over is how we respond to things or if we put energy towards it. You know, we don't want to put our attention on all the negativity because that's where the energy goes. I think I just got Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I just mumbled. I thought I got knocked off because something came up about the connection. <laughs> I was like, oh no, Mercury's not retrograde yet. And that's another thing. You know, we have all these planets retrograding and people right away think that it's like all so bad, but I look at it the same way I look at everything. You know, you just, you, you move through life affirming the things that you want. Yeah. Things happen no matter what. What do you so, think about, what's your take on the planets retrograding? So when, pla when planets are direct, it's a free pass forward. When planets are retrograde, it's an opportunity to go back, make some changes, learn some things, become more intelligent, gain some wisdom from something in the past. So that way you could take a bigger leap forward. So yes, when planets are direct, we're moving forward. But when it goes retrograde, I mean, that's your opportunity to kind of look back and say, hey, you know what? I've been having this issue. I, I wasn't sure how to solve it. You know, maybe this will be the solution. You do end up, you know, nine out of 10 times you come up with a solution or you start to meet with people that give you ideas. And then you're like, okay, I think I'm going to do this, or I think I'm going to make these changes so I can make whatever it is that I was working on when the planets were direct, a much better experience. So then you could start moving forward. Retrograde plants is not a bad right. thing. Things are, things do get intense. You are forced to have to do more work, but who cares? Because if the benefit is for the betterment of you or your project or your children or your relationship or your purpose or your career, you know, if it's for the betterment of that, why wouldn't you want to do the work? It, it'll just be fun. And you just work so, through something so you could get to your goal faster. You need to have retrograde planets. It's, it's a time of reflection. It's a time of redoing something. It's a time to kind of like get things straight again, you know, because look, sometimes we get inundated and we think everything's going well and there's some things that we're missing and we're not paying attention to right. it, but better believe it. When that planet goes retrograde, you're like, aha, I didn't think about this. Yeah. Let me fix this so I could do better. Retrograde plants is not Yeah. It's like thing. a check-in. 
Harry. It's like yeah, a check-in wake-up kind of call. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. It, and, and we all, you know, because sometimes I feel like people that like they look at you or they see me and they think, oh, man, you know, they got it all together. Well, no, hell no, because we still have life and you know, curveballs come our way. It's just you, you have the tools and the understanding of how to move through things, maybe with a little more grace because of where we're grounded and our connectedness with our creator and understanding the, the spiritual life. And like yeah. you said earlier about that disconnect of, you know, what's going on with the political powers and how they think they're going to control us. But no, I'm in control of me. And you're in yeah, control of you. I say to people, I'm not responsible for anybody's feelings and actions other than my own. And, you know, yes, I, I appear like I always have everything together, but I'm still always working very hard at keeping things moving and going. I mean, I'm a mom of three. I have this beautiful dog, Prince. He's a Lagoda Romagnolo. I have my husband. I have our home. You know, we don't have chefs. I don't have a housekeeper. And I have to do this work. And I'm helping my clients. And I'm still driving my kids, you know, back and forth to sports, you know, to their activities. I have two kids that are, you know, two sons that are in high school, in public high school. I homeschool Sophia. I mean, I have so much stuff going on. And you know, do I feel like pulling my hair out? No, I just wish I had more time, you know, and yeah, just I'm doing it like anybody right. else. But at the same time, I know that eventually my kids are going to grow up. They're going to be doing their own thing. And then my conversations with them and my time with them is going to be spent differently, you know, but um, you try your best. That's it. That's all you can do. You try your best. And yes, you start to get, you know, a time of a gracing period. But uh, we all got to hustle sometime. And you know what? I always tell people, especially, you know, the older, older folks, you know, people that are like 40 and above, you don't want to retire. You don't want to stop working. You want to keep doing things. You want to keep me being mentally stimulated because when you stop being mentally stimulated, that's when you die. That's when things end. That's when things are over. That's when you're unhappy. You want to be stimulated. You want to be in a place of motion and movement. Right. Right. And like I said, I'll, I'll work until the end of this, this time on this earth, but it's not work what I do. It's a vocation. I mean, yeah, I have all that, you know, we, you run your own business and you have to take care of that admin kind of business stuff. But my work with people is a vocation and I get as much from it as they get from me. It's a beautiful thing and a beautiful exchange. So it's not like I'm going and driving a horrendous commute and punching a clock and doing, you know, so I, I, I will love to do this till the last day here on earth. Yes, me too. Me too. I don't feel like it's work. I love, you know, I have to call mm -hmm. it something. So that's why I call it work. And, you know, it's funny. I was yeah. having a conversation with my kids because my oldest is, a, is going to be a senior now in September. My other one is a sophomore and my daughter is going to go into sixth grade. And they all have different, you know, career ideas and in, in educational needs. And I tell them all three the same thing. It's not about making money. It's about doing what you love. And when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And you start to make money because you enjoy what you love. And it's a beautiful relationship because you have to have a good, healthy relationship with whatever it is that you're doing. You have to feel passionate about it. It has to come naturally to you. And so, yeah, I don't like the way, I don't like the term work, but right. there's really not much of a <laughs> vocabulary term yeah. for what we do. 
you know, what people do. That's why I say vocation. Vocation. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I always said that too. It's like, do what you love and the money will follow, you know, and it might take time, but we always end up with what we need. And that's where I think some people um, struggle too, because they have this image of, of what they want their life to be. Well, you don't hurry up and get there. Sometimes you go through some lean times, but you have a roof over your head. You have food in your stomach. You have clothes on your back. You know, it's though you have to re remain in gratitude because when you're in gratitude, then you receive more. But when you're always in lack and longing for more, you're going to always stay in lack because that's what you're putting out there. And it's really, you know, that's a, that comes from the the false programming beliefs. Also, I I'm going to share. I'm going to share a quick story about my dad. God rest his soul. My dad, when he was a kid, he um, he's he was born in Albania. He escaped communism, went to former Yugoslavia when he was like five, four years old, and his mom was left behind. She was pregnant. It's a sad story, but anyways. He goes and he, you know, he goes, he's four years old, living with his dad, had dad, his twin brother, his sisters, his two half sisters. And uh, a few years later, I think my dad was like 12 or maybe 13 years old. His father dies. And so my dad had to learn how to be independent at a very young age. And so my dad eventually goes and goes to Rome for a year. And then from Rome, he comes to the United States of America. And he, when I tell you literally, he has like hardly anything in his pocket. They have like no money. They have no money. They don't have anything. They were anyway living in poverty and it was really tough. But because of his ability to say, you know what? I have, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to give it all I got and I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Because he had that mindset, he ended up becoming a self-made millionaire. My, fa my father never graduated past eighth grade. So to think that this man came to the USA and became a self-made millionaire in his own right without like any formal education, I mean... Anybody could be anything that they want to be. It doesn't matter. You don't have to go right. to Oxford. You don't have to be in a private school. And you necessarily do not even have to graduate middle school, you know, to become somebody. You know, and I, and I tell my children, too, because they they're all different. They're all different grade levels and they have different uh, talents and, and skills and gifts. I say to them, it really doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing so much in school as it matters so much as you being the best version of you and you capitalizing on your talents and strengths. And so that's what he did. But the mindset right. was, I have nothing to lose. I have a shot. I might as well go all the way for it. And so that's something that everyone should really consider. You know, if someone like him could come out of nothing and become something right. you know, beyond his wildest dreams. I mean, he was... He was the first uh, first millionaire, really, in the in the family. So it's a pretty big co accomplishment. And but you know, I to do it in New York City, which is really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I bet every step of the way he was had so much gratitude, and he continued, and that continued him going. You yes. know, he, he wasn't really taking things for granted. He really appreciated because he didn't have it. Yeah, and that and that that happens. You know, I have a. Um, my grandmother, my grandfather was a funeral director and my father um, had the funeral home. But when my father's father died, my father was only nine years old and he had a 13 year old yeah. sister and a, and a younger sister. And my grandmother kept that funeral home going with hired help, which some of them were stealing from her and everything until yeah. my father was old enough. And a year after she lost her husband, she lost her oldest daughter. 
to complications oh. of pneumonia, which is something oh, probably so she wouldn't die of today. But that woman never lost her faith and always had integrity and dignity. And I, I always think about that when I, when times get a little tough for me, I always think about that story of how she kept going, you know, to lose your husband and then lose your daughter and run a business and be able to take care of two other kids. So it's similar to what your, your father did with, you know, Hey, listen, this is it. I got to do this. What do I got to lose? You already lost. Exactly. And people get that, like, you know, it's like, well, why bother? Nothing works out for me. Well, guess what? Nothing will work out for you if that's your mindset. So for sure, everyone can just go for it and do what they want to do and make it happen. You know, here we are. Look at us. We're, we're uh, talking to whoever's out there. And you never thought that you would get there, you know, about being there or be never questioned your ability of doing it. Well, maybe sometimes we do, but we still plug along. And well, listen, do what, I always what say we this. have to do. You have people have a choice. You either rent the negative space, you either rent the space for negativity in your head for free, or you rent the space for positivity in your head for free. I mean, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have being a depressed right. individual who thinks everything is doom and gloom, or would you rather be the happy person that's gonna just try and go for it and make something happen and eventually succeed? I mean, it's your choice. You know, who do who is it that you want to be? We all have a choice. And of course, you know, divine creator, God, the universe, you know, everyone will support whatever we choose, but choose, choose the good stuff. (laughs) Choose the good stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And if you get tripped up, if you, you make a choice that maybe wasn't the right thing, well, that's a lesson that was presented because there's something that you, within you that you need to clear or heal or learn from. You know, and that's that's all it is. I always say that some of the, the hardest lessons are our greatest stepping stones for our growth. That's where we really 100%. start to level up and get close. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah, if it was easy, we wouldn't be grateful. We need that exactly. diversity in our lives. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's it. And yeah, well, I'm very grateful that you were here with me today. It was such a pleasure. And I would love to have you back on Um you know, maybe at, at, at towards the end of the year in December, and we can do some yes. fun predictions. Yes, and then we'll do some year. predictions for 2024. That'll be tons of fun. Mary, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to the audience for allowing me to just participate with you. And, uh, you know, if anybody ever has questions, they could just leave comments, you know, with Mary. I'll always get back to everybody and answer whatever questions you may yeah. have. Yeah, and all, all your information's been put up, your website and everything's So now everybody that's been listening to the show or watches the recorded show will know how to get in touch with you. Yeah. And just like I am here on the same way. I love you. I love you too, Mary. Thank you so much. I I know. I'm so glad we connected. Me too. Me too. For sure. We'll have a lot more. Until next week. Bye everybody. God bless. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.